4: in this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
0: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
4: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave daubenmeyer
0: hey good uh happy 2000 excuse me 2091 show number 2000 in 91 i'm that is really that, that that's pretty amazing I don't even know if I've eaten 2,091 times. Oh, yeah, I have. I take that back. But uh, appreciate all of you being out there and new people that are coming in. And uh, somebody asked me, uh, you know, I think I, I shared with you guys, I had a little discussion last week as to whether or not this was a church. And you know that I've said I've never, ever called this a church. But I would say it certainly is a, a gathering of the saints. You know, the Bible tells us that we're forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together, even more as we see that day approaching. And what does it mean to assemble? To assemble. By, hey, Spence, that'd be a good word. Let's pull that up there real quickly. Pull that up there, on Mr. Webster. What does it mean to assemble? Because, like I often said, the the worst words in English language was when my when I my children were young and we bought them Christmas gifts and I opened up the they opened up the Christmas gift and on the box it said "some assembly required." Now, Steve Deck loved assembling things, but I couldn't assemble nothing. And so when it said some assemble, it didn't mean, see, the parts were already assembled, right? They were all right there in that box. So that couldn't have been what it meant to assemble. Couldn't have been. It says to collect a number of individuals or particulars into one place or body to bring or call together to convene, to congregate, to meet or come together to convene. as so, so to assemble, like if I had an erector set, you guys are old enough to remember those erector sets? You assembled things, right? You took this part and you put it together with this part. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we have to all be in the same building to assemble? And and one, one of the things that, that I said uh, this weekend, uh, because it's a paradigm shift, right? I said, look, I assemble five days a week with people all across America, and I ask them or we train them to invade their local churches, whatever that would be. We're not calling people. We are, to a degree, calling people out of the local church if it's dead, if, if it's apostate, if it's not doing what it's supposed to do. If you're only in there for comfort, yet we're calling you out of that. We're calling you to become an irritant, become a prophet, to become one who goes and says, no, no, no. Here's what the Lord said. He didn't say that. And so I, I, when, when people say to me, where do you go to church? I don't have any problem saying I do it five days a week. I am the church. It's not someplace I go. Not someplace I go. But see, that's the mentality that we're fighting against many, many of us. Some of you I know are trying to get others to tune into the show and all that stuff, and they and they don't get it. They don't get it. They don't get it. Some people have no place else after Sunday, maybe Wednesday night, but for the most part, people do not assemble with one another. They, they just don't do it. Christian churches do not assemble with one another. In fact, my daughter, they're going kind of gone through that and You know, people are always kind of looking for new churches. And you ask somebody, why are you looking for a new church? Well, I'm just not being fed or I'm looking for better fellowship or or, all that kind of stuff. right? You you, you know, you guys know I'm I'm telling you the truth. And we have people here who come and go in and out. And, you know, yeah, I I wonder where some of them went. I wonder what happened to them. But I, I don't care. I don't care if somebody left Coach Dave live. Are they assembling with somebody? Are they being part of something else going on? Doesn't have to be here, doesn't have to be part of this body. It's a mentality. It's it's a mentality. I would tell you this, you guys can argue all you want to. The impact you guys are having is beyond anything that you will ever have in your local church. Anybody want a, a thumbs up or thumbs down that one? Here you have we 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 bring all these issues to the table, the things uh, although it does become somewhat of a lecture, it's not about lecturing. It's about equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. We come in here every day. We throw a piece of meat on the table. We chew it up. I tell you what I think. And then you get a chance to tell me I'm full of crap if you want to. But then somebody else said, well, have you thought about this? And have you thought about this? That's a, that's a conversation. Church ain't a monologue, folks. It isn't a monologue. And like I, I said to my daughter, we were having this conversation uh, this weekend. I said, look, you, you go to, you go to church with all those people? Well, good. And somebody gets up in front of you, sings some songs, and then somebody gets up in front of you and tells you something. And then uh, they take an offering. And then you walk out the door and say, see you next week. God bless you. Have a good week. That, that's, that's basically the fellowship most people have in church, right? Right? And people say, well, well, yeah, but, Coach, we have, our, uh, we have our, what do they call that, uh, our home group. We have our home group. Well, that's good that you do have your home group. This is my home group right here. This is my home group. If if I if I if I got a problem, if I got a physical problem, I call Paul Goslin. So what should I do about this, Paul? Why he's part of my fellowship. Michelle and I, you know, we just uh, uh, bear with me a second. I lost my uh, my what do they call it, Medicaid, Medicare? Which have one I'm on. Mine got canceled. I think I told you that story. Long story short, it doesn't matter. I got it. well. I'm on a new one. I'm on a new one. Uh, we got we got picked up by this other company. I can't remember the name. Doesn't matter what it is. And you know what we're going? You know what we're doing now? We have to go through it and pick a doctor. And pick a doctor? What are you talking about? Paul Goslin's my doctor. I don't need to pick a doctor. Oh, it's got to be within the network. It's sort of like denominationalism, isn't it? Sort of like denomination. I could call Doctor Bruce Evans. He he would help me. They say, oh, yeah, but who's your primary physician? Primary physician? The guy I've been going to is a weirdo. I don't ever want to go back to him. What do you mean my primary physician? You understand the mentality, what they do to us, right? They force you. You've got to belong, 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 belong. And if you don't belong, 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 belong like them, well, you've got to belong. You've got to find some place to belong. So I belong here at Coach Dave. You all belong here at Coach Dave. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a church. It's a gathering of the saints. We're assembling together, and I'm not ashamed of what we do. here. So uh, stick that in your pipe and, and smoke it. Uh, Michelle and I get to go do through, uh, through depositions today. She's really nervous. I'm not so nervous. It goes back four years when Alicia Healy, some of you would know her, and, and, and Liberty Mel, most of you know Liberty Mel, when Alicia Healy, we took her to Planned Parenthood. Uh, Alicia is a, 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 a very kind, sweet black woman. Not that that matters, but it matters in today's culture. And Alicia had never been to Planned Parenthood ever in her life. had have ever been to Planned Parenthood and uh, uh, Mel and Alicia and my wife, Michelle. And I think there were a couple others there. We went to Planned Parenthood. I took them there the first time they'd ever been there. And, uh, Alicia was arrested at Planned Parenthood for trespassing. In an area, we find out now that Planned Parenthood had just bought the lot beside uh, beside them. We didn't know that. It had never been Planned Parenthood property. And it was Planned Parenthood property, evidently. And Alicia walked around there pray, praying. She's praying. She walked around it. And they arrested her. Officer Chung arrested her. A guy who I've had many conversations with at Planned Parenthood over there. A Christian man. A Christian man. And you know what happened? They'll never admit this but Officer Chung had warned a black woman the week before, and he thought Alicia was that same woman that she'd already been warned. So he arrested her without a warning. And Alicia is in court today, trying to spank Planned Parenthood. So uh, not, she's not in court today, but our depositions are today. So I got to go right after the show because Michelle and I got to get over there. So what, what, are, you, what are you talking about, Code? Well, I'm just saying, man. Uh, I'm, I want to. I want to weave in, in today. Uh, pull up number pull up number one for me right away because yesterday we were talking about, that was good yesterday, wasn't it? Some of the stuff has been really, really good. And, again, I want to give credit to the Holy Spirit because uh, I get up in the morning and imagine if you could, you guys, trying to put together a, a program 2,091 times and keeping it fresh, keeping it fresh and keeping it relevant and – keeping it in a way that you can every once in a while reintroduce something you'd already spoken about, but you have to do it again because new people have joined. This isn't as easy as it looks. It's by the covering of the Holy Spirit that we're able to do that. So I want you all to understand this, okay? And I'm going to double back on something today because I think it's important for us to double back on it, if you bear with me. Job, uh, Job 1, I'm sorry, Job 9 is up on the screen right now. It says, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. Now, this is pre-Christ. The earth is given to the hand of the wicked. Wow. So um, you're in the Bible commentary. You've got to go down a little bit. Low. We'll come back to it, okay? <clears throat> and here, go all the way to the top. Go all the way to the top, please. Come, there you are. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked, and he covereth the face of the judges thereof. In other words, when we fall into wickedness, God, as judgment, blinds the judges, puts a blindfold over their eyes. It's a, it's a form of judgment. And we know this, that some of the first ones who are going to suffer the persecution of the blind judges are believers. They're going to be. And part of the process is for God to try to uh, a way to wake up his church. See, I don't mind if some black inner city guy gets mistreated by the courts, huh? They' yeah, too bad I mean, right. let's be honest, right? Get those criminals right? boy, when I see injustice happen to one of my friends, wow, that makes a whole that makes a whole difference, doesn't it? It's different when they unjustly prosecute uh, just some guy I don't know who lives in New York City. But when they do to my buddy, Pastor Bill Dunphy, when they do it to uh, uh, Isaac, it gives me a different perspective. You with me? It gives me a different perspective. And so the purpose of this, God blinds the judges as judgment to wake us up. Wake up, will you? Wake up. We don't care about judgment and justice. We don't care about it. But boy, he sure does. How do I know? We'll pull up number six. By the way, if you're, uh, put, this, uh, put that right there in the chat because you want to read the, some of these commentaries on what it says about God judging, uh, uh, the, blinding the judges. It's important. Bring up number six. You guys don't think justice matters? Bible verses about justice? Just I'm, go- I'm not going to read all of them. Just scroll on down a little bit more, Spence. There you go. These are all Bible verses about justice. I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked. What? God will? Oh, Yeah. Who are you to judge? Well, we're supposed to judge. We judge righteously. Next one. Next one. For we know who said it's my it is mine to avenge. I will repay. The Lord will judge his people. But you must Hosea 12, you must, but you must return to your God, maintain love and justice. We're supposed to maintain love and justice. All down through the scriptures talking about justice. Because why? When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Boom! That'd be a T-shirt, wouldn't it? When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous. Boom! And so what's happening in America is the justice system is being overthrown. It's overthrown. Lucifer has seized control of the Justice Department, okay? I'm going to show you something here real quickly. And then I'm going to get into something a little bit more. I want you to pull up a number two, Alex, Alex Jones. Starting at the 19-minute mark, say what you want about Alex Jones. Uh, he's a loudmouth like me. That's why a lot of people don't like him. But he's—he has been on it, man. He has been on it. And I'm—I'm gonna—I'm gonna play just about just about five minutes of Alex Jones so that you understand that the Justice Department has been captured, friends. It's been captured. And how has the Justice Department been captured? By the appointment of judges. By the appointment of prosecutors, have any of you spent any time at all watching that Fannie Willis? Uh, unbelievable, Fannie Fannie Willis. I mean, how did someone that stupid get to be prosecutor? In, how does that happen? Well, it happens because George Soros, as we know, right? He has been backing these uh, uh, prosecutors, local prosecutors, because the best way to overthrow America is to do what? Unjust justice, and that's 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 hammering us. So I want you to watch about five minutes here of Alex. I just saw this this morning, and it's really really good. As Alex is telling us, you cannot see, folks. It used to be a trial of your peers, although that word isn't in there, but it was supposed to be a jury of people just like you. Now the guys who who are being charged on January sixth, I'm gone somewhere. Stay with me. Are not being ch- they're not being judged by jury of their peers. A Bible-believing Christian who voted for Donald Trump, if he gets into a trial in DC, 85% of Washington, DC voted for Joe Biden. They would call that a what would they, what would they call that in football? Basketball? Wouldn't they call that hometown referees? You guys ever go to a ball game and hear somebody yell, Homer, Homer. That was mean saying, you're for that team. You're cheating. You're for that team. So we're seeing all of our people being in Homer's Homer. They're getting homered. They're getting taken into not a courtroom where they live, not a courtroom where people would know them, but in a courtroom that is 85% against them to begin with, right? Because why? It's judgment. It's judgment. And God is using this to try to awaken us to understand what's going on and that we must return for righteousness. If we, think about this, if we hid since 1973 behind the idea that it was legal to murder a baby and the church was silent and the church didn't do anything about it and the only one who could change it was the church and God saw that, and then Roe versus Wade gets overturned, and the church still doesn't care. What's the Lord going to do? Huh? Well, He's going to bring judgment upon the church, and we're seeing it, folks. We're seeing it. God-fearing Christian people—the <laughs> great, great persecution. I was thinking, I know Dale could come in, and go on and on about this with Chet Gallagher and um uh, 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 the the, uh, the the eleven. I forgot the Nashville Eleven. Perse- Christians being persecuted. Why? It's judgment of God to wake us up. So play play this few minutes here from
4: Alex. <clears throat> Facebook, <coughs> and it's them with anti outfits on, saying we're going to get Trump, we're going to get the white men, and it's mainly white women. You understand? It's a cult, folks. They went to law school. They got recruited into these groups. They got sent to junkets in law school so they could, so Soros' people in the CIA could kind of handle the fruit, you know, handle the stuff in the, in, in, in the vegetable department. They are vegetables, culturally, mentally, spiritually. And then who are they going to basically finance and put in? And now it's full-on war. All right? Absolute. Full-on war. Let me tell you something. If they had the laws on the books to execute you for saying the sky was blue or or denying man-made global warming, I guarantee you these judges would order you executed in a New York second. There's nothing they won't do. So when you look at the judges, male and female, going after Trump, And you go, man, they just look like demons, and they laugh, and they cackle, and there's no juries. And how do you do that? You've got to understand, people. It's like the Nazi party getting in in Germany. And just once Hitler got his people in all the positions, or once the communists take over a country, and once they put the people in the positions, it's it's over. And they're going to take everything you've got. They're going to take your children and cut their genitals off. It's happening everywhere. They're going to devalue your currency. They're going, to, they're going to defund the police and then hire private security on taxpayer money for them because they are literally the scum of the earth, stupid, low IQ, chosen as the weapon, the knife to be drawn across the neck of this country. I've been in court cases and things and you name it since I was young. And whether it was Dallas or wherever it was, or around, or the judges were deliberative and did a good job. I had d- Democrat judges, three different ones, give me custody of my children because they did the research and, and did and, and had assessments done and had me jump through a bunch of hoops. Freeze it a minute. And they said, "Well, freeze it a minute. Freeze it a minute." What's a
0: Democrat judge? What's a Republican judge? What does that even mean, folks? So Joe Biden gets in and he appoints Biden judges. Well, what kind of judges did Biden appoint? Judges that agree with him. What kind of judges does Trump appoint? Judges that agree with him. That justice is supposed to be blind. It's not blind. Do you guys know what what it means to court shop? Do you know, understand what that means? I found that out when I got sued by the American Civil Liberties Union. One of my attorneys uh, told me, uh, see, the ACLU dropped their case. After depositions and all that, the, uh, I was ready to go to trial and defend myself. They dropped the case. The court They did reached an out-of-court settlement. Our school district paid the, the ACLU $16,000 to go away. And one of the uh, – uh, John, I can't remember what his name is. He says, Coach Dave, he said – the trial was over when the judge was selected. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, said there's like eight judges that sit on the Court of Appeals. And when, it, when they found out Judge James Graham was the guy who was going to hear your case, the ACLU knew they couldn't win. So they settled. It's called judge shopping, folks. It goes on all across America. These, these law firms, these ACLUs and all these people for the American way, they find specific cases in specific jurisdictions under specific judges to alter the law. That's what's going on. See, because we got Obama judges, we got Trump judges, we got Biden judges, we got, right? It's called judge shopping. What, what? the lo- Lord loves justice, and when judgment falls on a country, He blindfolds the just justices. There's no justice. Good, let Alex finish here.
4: Well, we don't like your politics, but you' you're you're the guy to keep your kids. Ladies and gentlemen, not these new judges. You have to understand. These people these people do not care about anything. They have no no morals, no nothing. They will do anything. They have been hired because they're stupid and they're arrogant and they're corrupt and they will follow any order they're given. They're not judges, they're not district attorneys, they're not attorney generals. They are globalist new world order operatives who follow direct orders from Brennan and Soros and Obama and the globalists and they go to the mafia meetings and they get given their marching orders and then suddenly they become fabulously rich and their bank accounts fill up with money and you say, how can they do it? Because Merritt Garland is one of them. And Merritt Garland for decades, since he didn't get the Supreme Court job, has helped organize these events for Soros around the country, and around the world where they created the army of crooks. They've had, on average, over 100 meetings with these DAs, with these attorney generals. They have had meal after meal. They have sat around and laughed about their criminal takeover. This is their takeover. This is their assault. Please, that. $708
0: million. This is how much George Soros spent on politics in one year. George Soros and his group are buying attorney generals and local, even local prosecutors, folks.
4: They're being bought. Do you understand this? Go ahead. And the few pockets of judiciary that still do their jobs are being hunted. Soros didn't spend billions of dollars of CIA taxpayer money he was given to just open the borders and flood the country. Soros has spent billions, and he's just one of the big ones, there's a bunch of groups, to literally create this where people shoot up federal courthouses, firebomb it, shoot people driving in pickup trucks because they're white, (laughs) and they let them out of jail the next day, and the vice president bailed them out when she was the candidate. People that shot federal courthouses, were bailed out by the vice president. They're revolutionaries. You understand that? They are evil criminals. And they're coming for you and your family. Amen. Thank you, Alex. Huh?
0: Huh? I mean, it is, it is what it is. Remember, don't ever forget this, folks. This is judgment. This is judgment. The Lord putting the squeeze on his people. Putting the squeeze on it. Look, I I uh I want to do this, okay? Uh, it's my show. I guess I can. I hate this show to be all about me telling you guys because I like dialogue. But I think this is so important if I share this with you. Pull pull up for me number, uh, which one is it? Number four, if you would. I, uh, uh, somebody sent this. Uh, whoever did it out there, thank you. Why should God change the words, change the world. I wrote this. Look at that date, folks. What is today? February 20th. February 26, 2009. Hey, Paul Goslin, how old are you?
5: 62.
0: How old were you in 2009? <laughs> that's, what I, that's when I wrote this. I've been doing this a while, okay? I've been doing this a while. And I wrote, change the world, change the world. I'm going to skim down through it, but I think it's, I, I think it's, I just think it's appropriate. Bear with me a second, okay? says a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. And then may, at the gates is less formidable, for he's known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst the gates um, and th- moves amongst those within the gate freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the alleys. Heard in the very halls of government itself. For the traitor appears not to be a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims. He wears their face in their arguments. He appeals to the basement that lies deep, basement that lies deep in the hearts of men. He rots the soul of the nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of city. He infects the body politics so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. Cicero said that. See, a coup has taken place in America. Our nation is no longer controlled by the people. Our domestic enemies are now officially in power. We are no longer free. We just think we are, and it has happened on our watch. Remember, Paul was 40-some years old when I wrote this. What we failed to realize is the spiritual war and the cultural war are one and the same. Because of our ignorance, the church is engaged in the former but has ignored the latter. By the way, I'm looking up here because I'm reading it. We did not understand that the war in the heavenlies manifests itself in this world. Our failure to fight for truth has given us a nation ruled by liars. We're a sin-laden nation because we have codified evil into law. Content to, to focus on just saving souls, we've neglected Jesus' admonition to occupy the He comes. As evil flourished, the church retreated. We failed to recognize that the battle in the heavens was for control of the earth. Jesus prayed his kingdom would come on earth. We the earth and submitted to evil. Cicero was right. Evil didn't come dressed up in a red suit and carrying a pitchfork. He came clothed in a three-piece suit and brandishing an Ivy League degree. While we look for an army riding uh, tanks and planes, we've been overrun by a force promoting education in the arts. Instead of using guns and bullets, that would have been too obvious. This war has been fought and won with words. Language was the weapon of mass destruction. This is so good, man. Paul warned us in Colossians, beware lest any man spoil you through the philosophies and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. See, they called it multiculturalism, and it was promoted in our schools. But the formal name was cultural Marxism. It gave birth to political correctness and thoughts became crimes, but it did not happen by accident. The only thing standing between communism and world dominance, dare I say between Lucifer and Christianity, was Western civilization and its underpinnings of the Western Christian value system. The only way communism could advance would be if Christianity could be rendered powerless, or as if Jesus said, if the salt was to lose its savor. Do you remember the cries from the hippies? Hey, hey, ho, ho, Western Civ has got to go. It was the fight song of the communists. The only thing preventing government from being God was the fact that the throne was already occupied. 20th century Americans believed that Jesus was God. The followers of Marx and his acolytes knew that in order to ascend to the throne, they would have to overthrow God. They would advance gradually. Make haste slowly was their mantra and they would be patient. They seized our public schools, infiltrated the universities, captured the media, Hollywood, music, art, literature, science, history, civic organizations, and seminaries. They changed the world by changing the way we thought about words. They created tolerance and social justice and economic justice and peace and reproductive rights and sex education and safe sex and safe schools and inclusion and diversity and sense were the linguistic weapons that they used. Is it just me or are those words permeating all of society today? That was 2009. Do you think this happened by accident? They would use our children to impeach God. Playing critical theory. They would attack all things Christian. The Boy Scouts were bigots. The Ten Commandments were judgmental. Christmas was exclusive. Traditional marriage was discriminatory. They brainwashed us to think that real Christians were inclusive and tolerant. The truth was relative, that all cultures were the same, and that homosexuality was not a sin. Vinny, there's a boom! They didn't have to kill Jesus, only his influence. To be considered a good citizen in this new America, one only had to be tolerant of everything and believe in nothing. In fact, to be sure that you kept your thoughts to yourself, they began to call certain things thought crimes. They attacked you and even destroyed you if you dared to speak against them. Slowly, the voice of Jesus was muted. And devoid, the God-haters slinked. A different Christianity, a different America emerged. The God of judgment and wrath was dead and resurrected, non-judgmental Jesus became the new God, that new American race. Democracy is the road to socialism, Marx said. Democracy is indispensable to socialism, said Lenin. Give us the child for eight years and it will be a Bolshevik forever. Give me four years to teach the children and the seeds I have sown will never be uprooted. A lie told often enough becomes the truth, Vladimir Lenin said, elected officials called America a democracy. Folks, it's not a, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Amen. Our school books teach the same. Yeah, we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic, a nation of limited government, chained down by a constitution. Kill the constitution, and the Marxists can create or ignore the law. Change the words, and you change the world. Communism can only thrive in the absence of the gospel. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Lady liberty has been decapitated. I'm hurrying through. This is all good. Bear with me. But the battle's far from over. When was this? 2009? Each one of us is going to have to make a decision on just how valuable we think liberty is. Are you willing to sit silently as it changes slavery or forged for your children? Ben Franklin warned us anyone who trades liberty for security deserves neither liberty nor security. (laughs) We should heed his words. Washington, D.C. is rapidly becoming the enemy. It is a terrorist with Ivy League degrees that should scare us. The ideological wars are really a religious war. Intellectual terrorism will reap, has reaped more havoc in this land than Al-Qaeda ever will. Will the God of the Bible and the principles that he declares rule on Earth? Or will we give up into the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world? Our generation... We'll make that decision. You see, Marxists are in control of America. They're not liberals. They're not progressives. They're communists. Their godless system has failed every place it's been tried. America is their beachhead. Will America be overthrown? Will Jesus lose this spiritual battle? Will he yield the world once again to the devil? I don't think so. <laughs> For the, Lord, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. We are his ambassadors on the earth. It's time to do our duty. Okay, so here we go, folks. I'm going to give you some words that they changed on us, okay? Change the words, change the world. Progressives and liberals are Marxists, folks. They're Marxists. They're not progressives and liberals. Conservatism is counterfeit salt. It's a replacement for Christianity. People say they're conservatives without being Christians, or Christians identify as conservatives rather than Christians. Pro-choice means pro-baby murder. A fetus is a new name for an unborn child. Tolerance means the acceptance of sin. Gays are sodomites. Boy, when's the last time you used that word in church and didn't get shamed out of the church? Affirmative action is white male discrimination. An undocumented worker is an illegal alien. Mainstream media are Marxists. The religious left are humanistic socialists. Social justice means Advancement of homosexuality. Reproductive rights is a buzzword for abortion. Sex education is destruction of the natural childhood modesty. Economic justice is welfare. Government investment means taxation. Sensitivity means keep your mouth shut. Diversity means diversity validates deviant ways to engage in sex. Somebody say amen. This is unbelievable, isn't it? A Republican is a socialist, and a Democrat is a communist. Amen. Uh, an expert is an academician with no practical experience. <laughs> Public education is atheistic, humanistic indoctrination. Separation of church and state legalized Christian discrimination. Supreme Court decisions are opinions, not laws. Christianity is not a religion. It's a kingdom! Change Means communism. America can be saved if Americans will wake up. Take a look at this. You don't have to do it. Of These self-proclaimed socialists in Congress. You wouldn't have believed it. You see, they have seized our republic. So stop using their words. Words have power. Let's call Marxist a Marxist. Let's call homosexual a homosexual. Huh? Let's call a, a, a crook a crook. Stand up and speak up. Our kids are depending on you. Otherwise, see you in the gulag. Mm. 2009, right? What have they done? They've shamed us. They've shamed us into speaking the truth. That's one of the things we've been talking about here over the last few weeks is truth, 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 and we cannot be so cowardly that we won't use words that offend. We have to use words to offend. If we give them the language, we lose. And that's what's going on, right? That's what's going on. So Michelle and I are getting ready to go into depositions today, and she's all nervous. And I said, I'm not nervous. Don't be nervous, honey. Just tell them the truth. <laughs> what is it? Just tell them the truth. That'd be revolutionary, wouldn't it? Just tell them the truth. Hey, can I tell you something? They don't even tell us the truth in church. Oh, I gotta show you that one. Get get number uh get number 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 number. Get number five ready for me. Jeff now, come on in. Get number five ready. <clears throat> You're up, Jeff. No? Okay. Let me go here. This is you can find this at uh, put the link in the chat for everybody. I'm going to show you guys how to do this. What's the name of this one? I'm looking over here. I'm sorry. Uh Bible study tools. Bible study tool. Put it in chat for everybody, okay? Bible verse comparison. Because remember, what was the theme? Change the words, change the world. Change the words, change the world. That's why I'm a stickler and although I don't always gripe and moan about it, I use the King James Version, and I hate to be in Like this last Saturday when we were doing this, this presentation down in Lancaster, guys were reading from different versions of the Bible. It makes my head quake. It makes my head quake. It's like you're singing a different song. It's like you're singing different words to a song. You wouldn't sing. Well, maybe you would. And so we have all these Bible translations. This is a good tool for you. Let me show you how to do this. Jeff, and I'll get you back in. So if you scroll on down, look at this. Okay, look. Here is a list of all the books in the Old Testament. Down at the bottom, there's the list of all the books in the New Testament. Okay? What's the theme today? On Class, what's the theme today? Come on, class. What's the theme? Change the words, change the world. Change the words, change the world. So let's go to, I don't know. Let's go to Genesis uh, 6, uh, four, six uh, 4, 6, 4. Let's go to Genesis. Click on Gen. No, no. Yeah, no, no. 6. Okay, right there. Genesis 6, 4. And look at this, folks. The Nephilim are on the earth. This is a Holman Christian standard Bible. What's the theme? Change the words, change the world. The Nephilim were on the earth both in those days and afterwards when the sons of God came to the daughters of men who bore children to them. They were the powerful men of old, the famous men. Well, what's the English Standard say? Uh, the, the Nephilim were in the earth in those days and also afterwards. The sons of God came to the daughters of men and they bore children and they became mighty men of renown. What's the next one? King James says there were giants in the earth in those days. And also, so scroll on down and they're going to show you all the different translations of the same sentence. Something unbelievable, isn't it? The same sentence translated how many times? How many different times? And so we get into church, and you're reading from the NIV, and he's reading from the AME, and he's reading from the King James, and he's reading from the Study Bible, and and ain't nobody reading the same daggone thing. Change the words, you change the world. And all of a sudden, we have a non-judgmental God out of a non-judgmental Bible in a nation that judgment is falling on. Go back there. I want people to understand how to use this tool. Go back. Click backwards. You can pick whatever. See up the top? Look. Pick your, pick your verse. Do one in the New Testament. Let's go to the New Testament, Spence. Scroll down. There's the Old Testament, 39 books. Oh, Timothy. Let's put Second Timothy up there. That's first. Yeah, second Timothy. Huh? Click on it. There it is. Oh, which which chapter? You understand how this works? So you click on one, three, and here come all. Thank God whom I serve with clear conscience as my forefathers did. Thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors, the clear conscience. Thank God whom I serve my forefathers, pure conscience. Every time I say your name in prayer, I mean, folks, it's unbelievable. Change the words, change the world. Right? They've been good at it. Devil's been good at it. Remember, he is a liar and the father of them. I've gone on for 41 minutes. I got another 41 minutes in me. Go ahead, Jeff. Jeff keeps clicking again and hangs up. I Keep think, going. Randy. Keep going. Keep Randy. Go ahead, Randy.
2: Coach, a good example of what you're talking about is <clears throat> Genesis twenty-two seventeen. 17. You don't have to go there, but they changed the word seed to descendants. Okay, this is even in the King James. So so it's more than just the translation, Coach. The, the, the people who do the translations when they revise them every so many years, they have the ability to change the words with nobody to to look over them. And, and they 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 the Zionists really change that. Meaning, especially in uh, in the Scofield Bible, but it was in all the King James. You, the, the, so it's descendants there instead of the seed Christ. It's it's the it's, it could be the Jews, it could be the Israelites, it could be Americans, it could be anybody anybody who calls himself a descendant. So see see how you you, you got to get into the context of of the written scriptures and the New Testament, or you won't even know. What's been changed wasn't, you know, you won't, you don't even know this, Coach. Amen, amen. It's so deeper than we know, but you're just, you're getting, you're right on, but this is just the surface, Coach.
0: Just the surface of it. Now yeah. go back, uh, Spencer, if you could, pull back up, change the words, change the world again. Does anybody out there remember when gay used to be happy? Anybody remember that but me? Huh? Anybody out there remember when fag used to be a cigarette? Anybody remember that but me? Huh? Anybody remember when queer used to be odd? Anybody out there with me remember that? You change the words, you change the world, right? So go down to the bottom, Spencer. Go down to the bottom. Clear the last section that I read. <clears throat> right there. Think about that. Think about those words. What's an, what's an expert now? huh? What's economic justice? See, they won't call it welfare because people don't like welfare, but they like economic justice. That's okay, right? Huh? And they won't say uh, teach sexual perversion to your kids. They'll call it sex education. Like, you need to go to school to learn about how to do it, right? What? How many of you sent your children to school to be sex educated? Words, they change the words and they change the world. Conservatism, I got the shirt, right? Is pretend salt. I hear people, Christian people, identify themselves, excuse me, as conservatives. They say, I'm a Christian conservative. What the hell is that? You're Christian oh, and he's a Christian liberal. is that what you're telling me? So your Bible teaches you that it's okay to murder babies. Your Bible teaches that that's okay, but my Bible teaches me that it's okay, not okay to murder babies, babies. and it's just a matter of interpretation. Is, is that what you want me to believe? No, the devil's in the details, baby. Change the words, change the world. Bigot, Bigot. We're all bigots, right? Huh? Government investment. That's taxation. Government investment. Sensitivity. Oh, you got to be sensitive. Yeah, in other words, keep your mouth shut, will you? Huh? Diversity. Oh, yeah. Diversity means those who put, those are men who have sex with each other. That's diversity. That's what that is. And tolerance. Well, tolerance is acceptance of immoral things. So that's, that's how we got where we are. Come on in here, somebody. Somebody come on in here.
3: Hey, Coach. This is Jeff. I'm back.
0: Uh, good. Jeff. Sorry
3: about that technical difficulties. Happens. Coach, you are right on. You are know, man. dead on. You owe me because
0: I was right. I was right in 2009, by the way.
3: Yeah, I was there. Let me express this. Today is hopefully is the court date. I begin extended and extended. So being persecuted by what we're experiencing, what you're explaining today. Thank you so much. I've been asking, the Bible says, do not meditate on what to say. I'll give you the words to say within the hour. Bingo, coach.
0: Thank then, you very much. So, so you go to a court system. We believe, I believe, that abortion is the murder of a human being. I believe that deeply with inside of me. And I know that there are murders taking place at Planned Parenthood. I know that. And so... Me and my wife and others, we show up at Planned Parenthood to stop baby murder. And the government says, uh, no, 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 that's choice. That's choice. You don't have a right to tell a woman what she can do with her body. Well, it ain't choice, and it ain't her body. Both lies change the words, change the world. And so you get arrested for being, you get arrested for what you ought to be rewarded for. You're rescuing a life. But if you say to somebody, abortion, oh, abortion stops a beating heart. They they ignore it. They ignore it. Why? Change the words, change the world, right? Abortion is murder. Try that one in your church. Somebody say amen. Try that one in your church. Try going Amen. up in there and talking to your pastor and tell your pastor to call abortion murder. Will your pastor call abortion murder? No. Change the <laughs> world. Change the world. Because if you call it murder, they'll stop it. Call it choice. Who's against choice? Huh? Well, I get to choose what shirt I wear, what kind of shoes, where I'm going to eat today, who I'm going to marry. I'm all for choice. You see? You get it? And Christians have swallowed it. Hook, line, and sinker. So when everybody's quiet, it means you're either really getting it or not getting it. (laughs) And I don't know, I don't know which it is. It's profound, isn't it? It's profound what they did to us. Somebody come in and talk to me. God's blinding the judges. Well, you you wrote on this 15 years ago, but it was happening before then to make you write on it. Well, I recognized it in 2009, meaning it had already been gone on. <laughs> I could see it. This is relevant to today. Jerry, come on in.
1: Hi, can Stand you hear me? Okay, listen, I, I wanted to say, uh, just comment quickly. That article is just unbelievably wonderful. Um, okay. Second thing, um, I wish really I wish some kind of way you could have been Donald Trump's inner circle advisor. <laughs> um, and the reason I say this, because it seems like he had a bunch of so-called pastors.
3: Yes, he uh, did.
1: All of yes, them to me money grubbing, and 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 he also had as his main advisor, because she has an apartment in his building up there at, on Fifth Avenue. Um Paula White and she uh, had and 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 so you know with that Benny Hinn influence and all of that going on and you see she 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 got an apartment in his building not too long after she got divorced from that husband and she has been some kind of way wormed in and been very close to him but if Trump had had a man because I believe in his heart if Trump because all the good things he did in New York but but if he had had such a person as you advising him, I think he would not have made many of the appointments, erroneous appointments that he made that's because right. he really didn't know those people. He really needed somebody with wisdom and insight, yeah. Holy Spirit, wisdom, and insight. And I just wish, of course, you know, it's a wish, but I just wish uh, he had had you and many of the, the men like you to stand around him. And that's what we need, godly leadership.
0: Thank you. And, and so, so Brown Cow, thank you for saying that because Remember, I was talking the other day about promise keepers. Does anybody what remember what I said ruined promise keepers? Does anybody remember what I said? Anybody? I'm going to wait.
3: The pastors. the pastors.
0: The pastors ruined promise keepers. So then here comes Donald Trump. Is he a Christian? I don't know. He sure as hell lived. He kind of lived like I used to live, to be honest with you. Did he ever get saved I don't know. I don't know. But he comes in and he says, look, I think uh, just common sense says we probably shouldn't kill babies. Uh, I'm probably marriage is me, Although he's kind of iffy on that one. Right. I'm, and, and he adopts what he thinks are popular Christian beliefs. And who's telling him? Who's telling him? Paula White. Rodney Howard Brown. I mean, really? But you,
1: but you want to know something, Coach? If even if if he is a Christian, I believe that he is a Christian. He knows about Jesus.
0: He does. Um, he knows about him.
1: And and he knows, but he, he, has supports, not been, Jesus. he, he supports Jesus. He supports Jesus, but he has he not been. Yep. He has not been properly um, right. discipled because he could have been, when you know, a brand new Christian. When you're a brand new Christian, you just get saved. You, can, yep. you got a whole lot of stuff coming at you because the devil doesn't want you there. Well, so, so, so
0: Brown so Brown Cowell, there are those who are listening, and you sometimes tend to agree, say, Coach, you're so foolish. He was a Mason. He knew uh, he's on that other. A lot of people will say that, and there's a lot of evidence for that. But I'm going to tell you something, whether you want to agree with it or not. We have three Supreme Court justices who are pro life because of this Mason. Uh, can we imagine yes, what the courts yes. would be like if Hillary had won? Can you have any idea what the courts would be like if Hillary had won? So here's what we're faced with. This Mason, and some people say he's, he's part of it. Okay. The next president of the United States is going to be Joe Biden, again, Kamala Harris, or that idiot from California, or Big Mike, or Donald Trump. And Christians say, I can't vote for Donald Trump. Okay, can you vote for his policies? But can coach, can, any?
1: Is there any way you can get to him? Is there any way you can get, I don't know who you know, is there any way you can get some kind of way in with him some kind of way?
0: Well, that'd be something to pray for. Heaven forbid that I would think that I have that influence, that I would ever be able to do that, but I'd give him an earful for sure. I'd give him an earful because I'm going to tell you something, folks. Change the words, change the world. It's these, these fluffy, floaty Flat, well, call them whatever you want to, Christian pastors that he is trying to bring under his b- b- wing, whatever, or they're trying to bring under him. They're not going to turn America around. They're freaking cowards, compromising cowards. And if Boom. he's listening to them, he's going to get exactly what we know he's going to get, more compromise. Because why? Oh, he uses harsh words. Oh, and by the way, 30 years ago, he was screwing every woman he could. Duh! It's called redemption, dude. Oh, yeah, but he's so harsh. He's so harsh. Oh, okay. Joe Biden's not harsh. He's kind. He's real nice. Let's get him. Let's get him in there. Let's get Obama. Boy, he was sure slick and calm and nice, right? He was the ultimate change the words, change the world guy. And we don't even freaking get it. We don't get it. Mary Beth and Brett. I say I agree with you, call, and I say I was just going to say what you said. That you should hook up with Mike Lindell because then you'd have an in to talk to Trump because he needs somebody that tells him the truth and doesn't deceive him. And also I just wanted to say when you talked about the, the choice to wear, which shirt I'm going to
2: wear today, well, they just say, well, I wonder if I'm going to kill my baby today.
0: And that's all yep. I got to say. Look, we gotta, sometimes, Mary Beth, we go to the abortion clinic, and we take aborted baby pictures. We have Christians there saying, don't show those
5: pictures.
0: Don't show, why? why? This is what's going on in there. Oh, don't show that. It's not loving. We got to love the woman. It's a difficult decision. Yet murder is a difficult decision. You're right. Brett, come on in.
5: Hey, good morning, coach. And good morning, team. And uh, abortion stops a beating heart equals murder any pastors in ohio sharing that with their no
0: very few
5: very few few. and then brown cow you nailed it i stand in total agreement all of us on this team we don't worship coach dave we worship our heavenly father and uh, his one and only son that was sent to destroy the works of the devil but we love great coaches and yes donald trump needs to have that but that's not coach dave's job it's up to us in the huddle we all can look up Myra lagos address, write a handwritten note telling, give him CoachDaveLive.com and Coach's number, and it's up to us to send it. Because I'll Red, get a letter Brett, out today.
0: Brett, listen, he is, folks, are you looking at me? He is representing a different Christianity. I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but Donald Trump is representing fluffy Christianity. I'm just telling you. And and
5: I agree with Brown Cow. That's great. Write a letter. I just verbalized it. So I'll get it out today with a stamp. But we don't need Coach Dave with President Donald J. Trump. We need Coach Dave with your brother and your sister and your coworker. (laughs) Why aren't you sharing Coach Dave live with them first? <laughs> Brett, Brett, Brett. We need well, him in New York City. We need, we need coach in New York City. We amen.
0: Need, we need coaches everywhere. <laughs> no, we need the spirit, right? We need the spirit in in New York City. That's what we need. Randy, go. Then Jeff,
2: coach. The president isn't the issue. No, the the, gov- the federal government, isn't the issue. If I put a, I put a link in the chat it's a it's a it's a deal by uh, sue Chris Ann Hall I thinks her name mm-hmm. it, it has to do with uh she's showing you state government how it works how the Constitution meant it to work and, and coach the federal government is not in authority they never should have been they never they they should be under the sovereigns of the states and the state governments the state constitutions are what rule the land and if yeah. if we don't understand that we're fighting a battle with it it's just water under the bridge. It's, it's over with our battles, not there. We got to learn to take back our local government and state government. And then the federal government, all those agencies that were formed, they're null and void. They're, they're, they they have no authority, none. We yeah. have to un- understand this coach or we're just going to keep fighting this fight and, and talking about Trump. And we're not even, we're not even fighting the issue, the, the, the real issue. We're not even fighting a real issue right? exactly. we're talking about a bunch of information and and we're just we have a talk show if that's all we do. We have to get back to state government and taking over our states and and then the federal government, which it should where it should be under the states and if you just watch this movie, I'm telling you you you're, it's going to coach us up quickly coach well, I' learned I mean, more in that few minutes than
0: I, to get over maybe I can get her on here She's amen. On here. Get, uh, get her on there. Chris Ann hall. Jeff Klein. Come on in, Jeff.
3: Coach, it's like like Brett was just saying in different ones. It's not up to just you. Each one of us could do something. And here's an example. As you're sitting here saying as I didn't want to bring this up again. But Sunday up there, I had some insiders, people that are working, helping, uh, what's the name, Marino, Bernie Marino. And mm-hmm. these young guys are Christians. They're right here at Nazarene Campus. They're on board with Dan- old oh, Bernie. Oh, he's a great Christian man. So the kid that I know that I got to know through that group brought me that microphone over to my table. I, told him, I said, bring me that. And he handed it to me. And that's when I addressed Bernie right there publicly in front of everybody. Because everybody that spoke was all uh, you know, all political speeches. I was sitting there bored to tears. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I asked him the question. I said, listen, why is it some of you politicians don't stand up here and say, I'm a Christian. I have biblical moral values. This country is screwed up. People are hurting. Their lives are disrupted. Why don't you start speaking that? If that's what you believe and that's what you live. He looked, and I said a little more to it. I don't even remember what I said. And he looked at me, and he he looked at me, because he answered everybody's questions. And when he looked at me, he said, wow, that was good. He said, I can't add to that.
0: No, because, Jeff, the, the, the political advisors are telling him you can't. Yep. Do that.
3: That's what I've been telling these guys. Why do you do the same political crap? They tell you what to do, how to talk, where to go, how to hand out door hangers, all that. same stuff. It's, you know, I mean, it's stupid. So he spoke for a few more minutes. The questions were over. And then he looked over and he pointed to me. And I'm sitting there. They got a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump by my table and all my flags and hats there. He pointed to me. He said, you know what? He said, you were right. Because he got to thinking about it for a minute. And he said, look, because the, the crowd applauded. When I said that, they all applauded. Then people, that's what they want to hear. They yep, well. So they're looking for somebody to say it. And then he looked at me, Vonnie, when he got done. He says, pointed over to me and he said, you know what? We got to start speaking about our God-given rights that God has given us, not the government. And then he started on a little rant. I said, amen, I yelled out. And he was smiling, you know what I mean?
0: Amen. We've been so dumbed down. We've yeah. been so dumbed down. Amen. Jack, real quickly. Real quick. If you want coach in New York, be coach. Learn to be coach. Just open <laughs> your mouth and speak. to it, you, baby. Open the mouth just, and just speak do it. You. Show up. If you want to know why, what the difference between Trump and Hillary is, Hillary
4: knows the Constitution inside out and backwards, and hates it. Trump doesn't know it, but loves it. So we got a problem here because you want to know why we're a democracy? 99% of people can't tell me why we're a republic in form of government. They can't tell me where they find it.
0: Amen, Jack. Oh, my goodness. Change the words. Change the world. Share that with everybody you know. See you tomorrow.